The Productive Woman, Episode 201. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I will be sharing with you my conversation with interior designer, wife, and mom, Crystal Collinson. You'll find more information about Crystal, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 201. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and Babbel. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial of its wonderful online accounting service by visiting freshbooks.com slash TPW. Be sure to enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. I'll tell you a little more about FreshBooks later on in the show. But first of all, I want to talk about Babbel, which is the number one selling language learning app in the world. Babbel teaches you a new language in a different way that actually helps you remember what you learn and speak that new language confidently. It's a very quick, fun, and efficient way to learn a language. This summer, my goal has been to learn how to speak Italian. My husband and I are planning a trip to Europe next year for our 40th wedding anniversary, and I studied French in college, but one of the places we want to go to is Italy, and so I want to learn to speak a little bit of the language. And I've really been enjoying using Babbel to do that. Babbel is just, it's an app on your phone or a website that you can go to to learn any number of languages, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and so much more. And using Babbel, you can be speaking your new language within weeks. It uses interactive dialogues, speech recognition, and fun trainers and quizzes. And you'll get ready for all kinds of practical situations like chatting with new friends, asking for directions, ordering food, and much, much more. Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons are, as I said, available as an app on your phone or online. And it's just a great tool for learning a new language. If you want to try it out, go to babbel.com and use offer code TPW to get 50% off your first three months. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, offer code TPW for 50% off your first three months. And now let's get right into my conversation with Crystal Collinson. I'm excited to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Crystal Collinson. Crystal is an interior designer who lives in Canada with her husband and two children, and she is just generally a busy woman like the rest of us, and I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages it all. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you, Laura. I'm really excited to be here, and uh, hopefully I have some tidbits of information that might help your listeners. We've talked before that I, I just think we can all learn from each other, no matter what walk of life we're coming from. And so I think folks will be interested to hear how you manage to run a business and a family at the same time, like all of us are trying to do. So as we get into that, I, you know, I mentioned that you're an interior designer. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, where you are, whatever you think we ought to know about you. 
Well, um, as you said, I live in Toronto, Canada, and I have two kids that uh, keep us on our toes. Uh, my husband and I both work independently um, in the sense of that we're both have our, our own business. Sometimes we work together. Sometimes we work separately. He's a renovator. And as you know, I'm an interior designer. So there are times when our work puts us together. And then there are times when it doesn't. I do a lot of work with builders and developers in the Toronto area. And so a lot of times I'm doing model homes, sales presentation centers, that type of projects, which do not require my husband because he, because the, the builders have their own trades. So as I said, sometimes we work together and sometimes we don't. Um, so, and then my kids are the other part of my full-time job. I like to call mm -hmm. that I have a part-time uh, business being a Uber driver, but without any pay. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're busy and uh, they keep us busy. They're, uh, my son is a competitive trampolinist and my daughter is in competitive dance. So they are doing something four to five times a week. So yeah, between my husband and I, we're always trying to juggle who's, who's taking who to their practice. So a full day every day, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. I, and it's, I think a lot of women who are listening can relate to what you just described. I mean, a lot of us are in that position, but I have to pause before we go on to ask, I have never heard before of a competitive trampolinist. Yeah. Tell me so about that. Well, he is in competitive trampoline and he competes right now in his age group. He's going to be turning 13 this week. Um, he competes in the provincial level, so uh, the province. And then he has also competed in what they call Eastern Canada, so the Eastern Championships. So it's an Olympic sport. So who knows? Maybe one day he'll uh, he'll go to the Olympics. Um, it's in his sights, but you never know once they become teenagers, uh, when their priorities start to change. So yeah. we'll see. But right now it keeps him busy and in amazing shape. So. Interesting. Like I said, yeah. I, I I didn't realize that when I think of trampolining, I think of when I was a kid, some people had them in their backyard and we just go play on it, you know? Yeah. I didn't realize it was a, there was a competitive element to it. So oh, yes. There's competitive everything just about nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about how you juggle all the things you've described and the tools and some of the techniques and things that you use to do that. But I think for in order for us to kind of understand the application of the things you do to stay productive, uh, it's helpful to have a little bit of context for that. And so maybe could you tell us if there is such a thing as a typical day for you, what that might look like? Right now, as we're recording this, it's summertime. So summertime schedule gets a little bit messed up because uh, kids are not in school. But a typical day during the school year, I like to get up quite early. I try to be up sort of 5.30, 6 o'clock at the latest, depending on how many times I hit the snooze button. And I like to get up at that time because nobody else is up. It's nice and quiet. I get up. I have my coffee. I work from home. So I go uh, to my home office. And there I kind of just sort of gather my thoughts for the day, figure out. Um, I like to say that I triage a little bit as to what needs to be done that day and pick my sort of top three or four, depending on the size of the tasks that I'm trying to complete that day and prioritize those. And then at that point, I've kind of woken up and feel like I'm ready and I like to do some sort of a workout, whether it's at home or I'll go for some sort of a power walk or something. And it's just sort of my time to have some movement. And then I'll come back and shower. And at this point, the kids are pretty much up and getting ready and they're, they're 12 and 13. So they're quite independent. So they don't need a lot of my help anymore in the morning. However, there's always, you know, permission slips or money or something that they forgot to get us to, to give them. So once I, they're off to school, then I get back uh, to my office and start my day. 
And what, and what does your work day look like? What sorts of things are you doing? Well, depending with the type of work that I do, there's, there's stages in, in the projects. There's a, a, there's the planning stage, which is the heavy stage of it, where you're coming up with the design concepts, you're working on the actual working drawings, the drawings that you're going to give to the trades and the construction team. So that's a lot of planning and that can be heavy at the beginning, obviously. And then once that's off to construction, then there's sort of the the downtime. So depending again on where I'm at in a project, there can be sourcing as well. There can be, you know, going out and finding samples, looking at, you know, trying to define light fixtures, whatever the, the elements that are required for the project. Meetings, again, happen in phases, depending on where the, the projects are at. So I try, ideally, I try to have those kept to like a sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday type of thing. I don't like to do a lot of meetings on Monday because I find that Monday you're, I'm trying to kind of get my myself organized for the week and get a good chunk of what I call admin work done. And then Fridays is sort of the same type of thing. I kind of like to bookend my my weeks. And Fridays, I try to do most of my accounting and make sure that all my timesheets are updated and that type of thing. So the days, they're as typical as they can be. And then with my kids' activities, I tend to a lot of times be uh, my day ending at 3 to drive somebody somewhere for a 4 or 4.30 practice. And then maybe I'll come back and work for another hour or so before we have to go pick them up from somewhere. They're, they're full days, but then I'm usually in bed by 9, 9.30, 10 at the latest. And, and do you have any sort of evening routine that you follow or is it just sort of ad hoc? Well, it's basically, I like to try to sort of be in bed as, as my family's like, why are you going to bed at nine o'clock? I'm like, well, I'm in bed, but I want to watch a little bit of Netflix. I want to have <laughs> a half an hour or an hour to me of just me time doing something that's completely not for anybody else but myself. So that's why I find the morning I get to do my stuff before anybody else gets up. And then the evening, it's kind of like, let me do my little, let me have my sort of solitude as well. Because at this stage, my kids are probably going to bed later than me nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. It's, uh, it's sort of all worked itself out. And, you know, they're, as I said, they're old enough now that um, they don't need me to tuck them in and, and those types of things. So they know that, that I like to go to bed early and I like my sleep. Yeah. Well, you know, sleep's important. And the older I get, I get, uh, the more important it becomes for me. So it's interesting. We have, uh, I mentioned before we started, we were talking a little bit that I've got seven of my eight grandchildren here visiting right now. And of course, they're all considerably younger than me and they all except the baby stay up later than I do. So I know it's crazy. I'm just, I'm like, I'm cooked by, you know, eight 30 or nine. I'm, I done, I'm done. Like my, my mind, I can't, I can't make any more decisions. I can't answer any more questions. I'm out. Yeah. 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 If somebody comes and asks you something, you kind of give them just a blank look. Like I, yes. I, I understand that the, I can tell the words you're using are English, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, beyond that, forget it. Yeah. Uh, and so how do you, with with what you're doing there, because your business is, um, you know, uh, you're, you're doing a lot of things for your business, both in your home office and out meeting with people and sourcing, as you described, and everything. And then the hours outside of that seem to be pretty filled with either self-care or um Ubering your kids and that, that sort of thing. How, how do you manage the other stuff? You and your husband, the the, the household things, the getting food on the table, uh, the you know making sure that the health department doesn't condemn the, <laughs> the house. <laughs> you know those sorts of things. I, I, and I don't and I don't 
mean that you necessarily are doing that. I'm just, it, I think it's a thing that we as women always think about. Those things have to get done. And when you've got two busy working parents and kids with activities and stuff, there's got to be some way, whether it's bringing in help or working all weekend or some combination of the two and other things. It, it's interesting to me to hear how another woman maybe is and her husband, because my husband's involved too, you know, yep. um, how, how do you guys manage that? I think it's, I mean, we've got a great relationship in the sense that we're both, you know, we kind of say, okay, <laughs> we kind of call it tag teaming. So there'll be times where, you know, we'll kind of, okay, I'm at a meeting tomorrow at such and such a time. I can't pick up, you know, so-and-so to, to take them. Can you do it? And it's, it's, and we, we share a calendar which is one of the big things. So it's, it's the joke is, is it on the calendar? <laughs> so if it's not on the calendar, I assume you're available. And so therefore we kind of, um, you know, each morning we'll touch base and go, okay, what's happening with you today? Can you, you know, can you take Brody, our son to trampoline? Yes. Okay. Well then I've got Jessica or whatever the, 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 the arrangement turns out to be, but we, we touch base that way. We put stuff on the calendar in this shared calendar and we're, you know, trying to get more diligent about checking that. I'm pretty good with it. My husband, because he's does renovations and as a contractor, he's on the road a lot. So he's, you know, not able to be checking his phone all the time, but I do make sure that, you know, if, if he has to take somebody somewhere or do something that I am, I like to send him friendly reminders via text <laughs> to let him know, don't forget. So it's, it's really just a sharing of, of the responsibilities between us. And, you know, the, as I said, the kids are a bit older now, so they can't quite drive themselves yet, but we uh, we sort of manage every day is not the same in, in the sense of, you know, who's doing what. We don't have, okay, well, you take this kid and I take that kid. We just sort of try to look at each other's weeks and, and see who's available and if one is not to make sure the other's aware that they have to do it. Sure. I, yeah, I think communication is so important. It, it is anyway in any relationship, but when you are working and parenting kids and, and doing all the things that need to be done and making sure everybody gets food and that kind of stuff. It's really crucial to have some mechanism for communicating and working together as a team. I, my heart, my heart goes out to those, you know, to those couples where one of the parents is, you know, like gone. My daughter, yes. you know, I've got yeah. a son in the military and three of the, the grandkids who are here, uh, are his. And so my daughter-in-law is home for months, sometimes at a time with no partner there to help with that kind of yeah, stuff. It's, it's a challenge. That's for sure. Um, you know, when either one of us has been away, um, either for work or some sort of a trip, it's, you, you feel it, you feel it when the other one's not there. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot to take on. And then you're asking about housekeeping and that type of thing. And we were all pretty good about, um, tidying up after ourselves. And then I have somebody who comes in once every two weeks and does a good full clean and um, does laundry. I try to keep on the laundry as well uh, as much as I can, but you know, the bulk of it she does. So um, definitely bringing in help. You, you, you have to, there's, you know, yeah. only 24 hours in a day. So that's right. Yeah. yeah and I, I encourage, I, I always encourage women to think about that as an option. I think a lot of us have grown up. I know I sort of grew up of, well, that's, you know, that's my job. My husband and I, the two of us ought to be able to do that. It's silly to pay somebody to do something that I can do to, you know, whether it's to do my laundry or clean, clean the floors or whatever. But I really had to get over that as a, a woman with a profession and with 
children to care for and other interests that I and and a, and a self to take care of, and a, and an equally busy husband. There, we had to learn that it's okay to ask for help, to pay for help if you have the resources to do so. It's not only okay, it's a great thing to do for a whole lot of reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when our kids were smaller, we had um, live-in, we had live-in nannies and uh, it was, you know, people would think, oh, it's such a luxury. And yes, it was. However, it just, our time with our kids was the free time that we did have with our kids, especially when they were younger, because they were going to bed much earlier, was such quality time with them that for us it made total sense you know yeah. it was it was a way to do it and you know when you have somebody live in your house the it's it's actually more economical than people think it is mm-hmm. so it it really worked for us um to, we're feeling it now when we're like oh my gosh i got to do all the laundry and i got to do you yeah. know all these other things you're like wow we had a good <laughs> yeah absolutely yes. well so Every person's life is a little different. You've described a little bit of what yours is like. For each one of us, we face maybe different challenges as far as staying productive in any sense of that term and getting the things done that really matter to us. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life, you know, getting the things done that you care about, making a life that matters, all those things? Where would you say your challenges lie? I think they're pretty much as, as we've discussed, it's, it's just managing time, right? You just, every day you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, there's so much to get done in that day. And, you know, sometimes you have to just sit back and, and go, okay, honestly, what can be done today? And so that's why I find that my morning routine allows me to be realistic and not try to overcommit myself to saying, oh, I can get that done and I can get that done when in, in all honesty, I know I can't, or if I am getting it done, it's not, there's not, it's not quality. So I think that's always the, you know, it's a challenge for everybody that, um, and with having my day at this point in my life with our kids being so busy and, and that I have to say like, listen, what is my priority? What, what matters to me? And right now my kids matter to me. Um, and my family, and that time is really, really important. So I adjust my schedule and my routine, so to speak, to make sure that I can accommodate them and make sure that they can do the activities and be there, um, and we can be there for them, you know, emotionally and physically. Um, you know, we're we're lucky to be able to be self-employed, work from home, set our own schedules um, in the, you know, in that, you know, air quotes, set our own schedules, but we can, we can take off if they've got some sort of, you know, so, you know, school activity where they're playing a volleyball game or something. We want to watch the game. I can leave and go watch the game. I will then make up my time maybe later on in that day, or I'll get up earlier the next day or whatever it is. It's just a matter of balancing what is a priority to me and what, what can wait and what can't wait. As I said, it's my my ability to triage. I think is really what it it um, it comes down to. And I've always been very good at managing my time. Ever since I was a, a young kid, it's just sort of been something I naturally do. What do you think are the secrets? I mean, you've talked a little bit about that. You, but to to be good at managing your time, what what do you think makes you good at it? I've been told that I have this rare, as an interior designer, someone who's creative. I've got this rare sort of combination of being extremely well organized and I think you have to be because you can't 
your time is so precious and that you can't be not organized and not have some sort of a system in place where you know what the next step is to do. So it's an automatic, okay, I've done that. Now I need to do this. It's just a matter of being on top of things, knowing the, I guess, sort of seeing two or three steps ahead where, okay, well, if we do this, then, oh, don't forget, I got to get that to so-and-so because they need to get back to me and they're going to need time on that. So I better get that done first. So it's this ability to sort of prioritize as well. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question exactly, but. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's interesting because, um, you know, I did, I worked on and next, next week, well, I guess it's the week before this episode airs, I'll be publishing episode 200 of the podcast, which is an ask me anything episode. And I, you know, I invited listeners to send me their questions. And there were several questions about how do you prioritize? How do you decide what is most important at any given time? And of course, in the episode, I give my thoughts on that. But but let me throw that question to you, since since this is something you've obviously thought about. It's, It's part of the, you know, secret to your success, as it were, in running a business and keeping a healthy family going. How do you decide? How do you prioritize uh, on a given day? What's the process that goes through your head when you sit down in the morning and you look at all the things you could do and decide what are the two or three three things that you're you're going to focus on? I think I look again, sort of that ability to look two, three, four steps ahead. You know, I've got to take somebody somewhere, or or somebody needs some information from me. So, say it's a work project and. I know that they need this information sooner because they're going to have some time. They're going to need some time to, you know, come up with an answer for me. So I look at that almost as my way of prioritizing. So I'll say, okay, um, they're going to need that because they're going to need a couple of days. So I should get that out to them first. And then I kind of go through the next steps of, okay, what, what is the next thing? What, what can wait where like, if I, if I get that done this afternoon, but what Mm -hmm. do I need to do this morning? So I almost chunk it down into, if I need an answer from somebody or I need some information, I look at that as being almost the priority because then that it gives them some time to get back to me. And then it's just sort of a matter of almost like I'm using my hands as I'm talking to you. Nobody can see that, but (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time. If it makes you feel any better. It does. So it's almost like a a sifting, right? Sifting through the stages of what, what can go out first, what should be second, what can wait. And then knowing, okay, it's almost like you do, I do a mental work back in my head as to when somebody needs this information, well, what do I need before that, before that, before that, before that? And then I kind of come up to my, okay, that's the priority that I've got to do today. Yeah, that makes sense. So if if you've got a project that you're working on that has to be completed by Friday, and yeah. um, the next thing you need to do in order to get the project done by Friday requires some information from somebody else and they can't get you that information until you've given them something. And so, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's a really useful process is taking that time to sort of look out into the future a little ways and think about what's got to happen out then. What do I, what needs to happen before that can happen? 
Yeah, it's 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 almost like mentally going through the stages of the project or what it, whatever the the item is, and then saying, okay, this needs to happen, then this needs to happen, this needs to happen, and you kind of work back in reverse. So, for instance, I have um, an assistant who helps me with my AutoCAD drawings, and so I'll think, okay, well, if I need those drawings by Thursday, you know, she's going to need a day to work on them, but I've got to also review them to make sure that there's, you know, maybe there's something that needs to be tweaked. So, you know, giving that extra time t- for all that stuff, knowing as you said, in, you know, it's got to be due Friday. So you kind of have to do this, as I call it, a work back as to, okay, well, she's got to have the information by Monday, you know, and yeah. that, and then that's kind of how I, I guess, prioritize what needs to go out. And that kind of thinking, uh, I, I think really needs some quiet focused time to do. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I can see the value of you having that time in the morning before your kids get up to kind of think through those things. Because at least for me, I I can't always think of that on the fly with lots of other stuff happening around me. I need some time to sort of look at the calendar and think, all right, where where are all these pieces and what needs to, what order do they need to go into? Absolutely. Yeah. In doing all of this, and whether it's, you know, the managing your design business, getting your kids where they need to be, all, all those sorts of things, are there any particular tools you like or resources you recommend that have been helpful to you in developing your skill to to manage all these things and or just to keep track of it all? Yes. Yeah, so I've become uh, an avid Trello user. Mm-hmm. And um before that, it was I was I referred to myself as the spreadsheet queen because I had spreadsheets for everything, um, because I felt it was great and an easy reference for me to just quickly if I needed to look up something, um, I knew where to find it. So now I've started using Trello. I guess well we talked about this in our mastermind, and I love it. It's for me as a designer as well. It's a very visual planning system, list making, however you want to term it. Um, you can use it for so many things. I feel like I've just basically scratch the surface of it. But I find that that is being kind of my, it's that that's part of my morning routine. I'll get up and I'll look at my Trello boards and I'll kind of have my one board for all the week stuff that I need to get done that week. And then I have all my individual projects on there. And that to me kind of goes, okay, let's, it's, it's almost like the master plan. I get to look at it and see, okay, what needs to be done and what, you know, what goes where. And then along with, as I mentioned earlier with, with my husband, we share um, an iCal calendar because we're both Mac users haven't got into the google calendar this seems to be working and i don't want to uh you know break it's not broken so i don't need to fix it so we use that and between those two things i can kind of get a big like the big picture of what what's happening for that week and uh, or and then break it down for the week to the day to um and then go by that so basically trello and iCal i'd say are my two biggest tools and then recently i've started using google docs which i really like it's great for uh, sharing documents even with clients i've set up folders that will go in and if my clients are giving me some sort of inspiration ideas they can put stuff in there if i'm working on a residential project i'll keep their updated timesheets in there so they'll know sort of where i'm at at a project with my builder clients i don't um, tend to use it as much because it's sort of a different arrangement, but we do share um, sometimes files in there. I used to use PowerPoint a lot, but the files get so big. Whereas the Google Slides now, I can just email it to them and they've got it. So, or like we can share the document. So, those are probably my three major tools that I use for as far as um, planning goes. Yeah, and the nice thing is those tools are all free or have a free component to them at Absolutely. least. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you use the the paid version of Trello or are you on the free one? 
I have, uh, so the Trello I'm using is, I think it's called the gold, I think. So it's kind of like, it's like the first introductory of the paid, which I don't even know if I'm even utilizing it to its full extent. Um, I haven't, I know there's the Butler, uh, like there's a whole bunch of these, um, what are they called? Not add-ons. Like Ugh. plugins? Yes. Yeah. You can add and they'll do different things for you. Like the, when this happens, then do that type of thing. And you can kind of train it to do almost like a chain of commands. But I haven't really needed to use that because I think I'm knowing when that's done. I, it, it's more like I, I use it as a, as a checklist for myself more than anything. And I love the idea that I can just click on one of the the, um, the lists and I can move something over into the completed section or waiting on section. And it's, as I said, it's a great visual tool. Yeah. Um, and, and for everything, I said, I've got, you know, personal boards in there as well. Uh, I've recently done one for meal planning that I'm starting to pick away at, not, not fully onto it yet, but, you know, trips, we're planning a trip for the summer. So I've got, you know, a board on for that. So it's, and everything's in one spot and it's got the, the app on the phone. So, you know, if I'm out somewhere, I could quickly add in, you know, add a to do in there that I don't want to forget to do, or, you know, if I have an idea of, or something, I'll, I'll throw it in there. So. Yeah, I, I think it's a great tool. I recently was part of a team with my law firm that closed a very large transaction and we used Trello to kind of keep track of everything so everybody could see where all the pieces were. And yeah. we just used the free version and it was great. And so that's, yeah. uh, you know, kind of going back to that, the the tools you're talking about there are very useful tools. They're, uh, they're good for personal use, but they're also great if you need to share information with other people or collaborate with somebody. And all three of those are free. The iCal calendar comes free on every Mac and Apple, yeah. you know, every Apple device. The Google Docs suite is free. And those are, you know, they very useful tools. And then, of course, Trello has a free version that for most people is probably going to have everything there ever going to need so yeah absolutely I use it with my um, my assistant for um, any of the the drawings and stuff we have boards set up for that and then she can just plop it you know upload the drawing in there and then it's always you know where it is right so it's it's never going through emails going oh where was the last version that she sent it's it's contained in one spot and it's great yeah are there any, any other tools you like or or maybe resources, books you've read or or anything? Are you a, are you someone who likes to read books I love, about I that have kind about of stuff? 15 books on my bedside table. I actually had to get a little basket to put on the floor <laughs> beside my bed cuz I was like, okay, this is too many books here. Um and then I've recently started uh, listening to audiobooks. Um mm. so along with my podcast addiction, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks when I go out for a power walk or if I'm driving. I don't, like a, I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I'm constantly like wanting to absorb more information. So I what were some of the books I love? The one thing um oh, I really yeah. really like that uh the essentialist which was another great great book and you know it really does talk about you know you have to focus on one thing at a time because otherwise if you're trying to do too many things at one time you're really only moving a centimeter in every direction and you're actually getting nowhere and, and it's and it's very true i used to try to multitask and there's more and more studies showing that it just it's it's ineffective you waste more time trying to get back to doing what you were doing as opposed to just focusing for however long you want to sort of shut off all your devices and notifications and, you know, reduce your distractions as much as possible and just, you know, put your head down and go. And it's, it really is amazing on the quality of work that comes out of that from limiting the distractions. Yeah, it really, it really is. And I, I, I think 
we need to really be attentive to that because we most of us have so many things we need and want to do that we easily get caught up in this idea of of wanting to work on more than one thing at a time to try to move everything forward and i think it's just a false economy so to speak we yes. we we think well uh, if i work on this get this going and then i work on that and i got all this stuff going on that i'm making progress on all of them at the same time and yet if we can train ourselves and allow ourselves to focus on one thing at a time we really do make so much more progress both in the quantity but more i think more importantly the quality of the work that we produce when we do that absolutely and you actually get more done than you realize i mean it's that you know trying to you know you ask about how how do you do it all well if you can focus your your mind and stay focused on on a task and really just put yourself into that and forget everything else it's amazing how efficient you can be and you can get what you need to get done. Whereas you can all of a sudden go, oh my God, I've been sitting here for an hour and a half. What have I actually accomplished? Yeah, mm, Not a lot. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I had a text message come through and then I had a Facebook notification come up and a this and that. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, an hour and a half's come by and I've got really nothing to show for yeah. it. So. I've done lots of stuff. Stuff, exactly. But I have busy. no results. Yeah. 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 I've been busy, but I haven't been productive. So yeah. And there really, there really is a difference. And that's frustrating because we want to produce results. We want to accomplish, we have things in our head that, you know, are important to us that we want to accomplish. And it's, it's frustrating when we get to the end of a day and feel like we didn't really move anything very far down the road. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask this because you you know, you've obviously thought about this a lot. You have your systems in place, you have your tools that you use. You're a an organized, uh, productive, busy person. But even with all the systems that you've developed and the routines that work for you and the tools that work for you, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get just completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if you do, what do you do to get back on track? Oh, no, I never have any of those days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we can stop the Productive Woman podcast now. I don't need yeah. to do it anymore because I've found the person who can take over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There are days where, you know, a project, something, you know, is something's up and you've got to like literally drop everything you're doing and get over there and address something because you know time time is sensitive and time is money you've got the electrician there you got the plumber there you've got everybody there and you're like ah this wasn't on my schedule I mean you have to you just have to roll with the punches and and those things happen and you just kind of have to come back regroup and start again because you know life is life. It's unpredictable. And sometimes these things happen. I forgot to mention that I've been trying to meditate a little bit more in the morning as well. And whether it's just a 10 minute quick meditation, five minute, whatever I can kind of get in there, because I can find myself, you know, as soon as stress starts to, it starts in my stomach, it starts, I find my, you know, my breathing starts to get a little bit more shallow and I have to say, okay, stop, take deep breaths it's all going to work out, right? Like it's, you're going to get, you always get through it. You just do, you know, it's just a matter of kind of stopping yourself before you get in the frenzy and having that ability to quickly recognize that you're starting to get stressed out. 
Yeah. Sometimes easier said than done, but absolutely. But but it's so true that as we, as things start to come at us and we feel ourselves getting tense and stressed out, trying to cope with everything, we stop breathing. And um, that does, there's lots of reasons why that's a bad idea. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's amazing really what, what a difference it can make in, for you both physically and mentally, if you can catch yourself and take a pause, you know, get your, for me, my shoulders end up clear up by my ears when I'm stressed and trying to work fast. But for me to then, you know, drop those shoulders, stop for just, just 60 seconds, even 30 seconds and take some deep breaths and slow, let your heart rate slow down. And you really find that then you can think more clearly about this stuff that's coming at you. Instead of being reactive, now you've kind of put yourself in a position to be able to act thoughtfully instead of just reacting emotionally. For sure. Because, you know, it it does, nobody, it doesn't anybody any good because you're just in this, you're in this ball of, like I, I was sort of referred to it as you're just this big tense knot and, nothing is getting through and nothing's coming out. So it's, you have to just go, okay, you know what, this, you know, these things happen, whether it's just uh, over time, at times it's just a feeling of overwhelm of, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff to get done. How am I going to get it all done? Well, sitting here in a frozen panic, you know, state (laughs) isn't getting me anywhere either. So let's just take it, you know, literally one step at a time. Yeah. Take, take that literal breath and then do one thing and then do the next thing. Exactly. Well, that's uh, really helpful. And this is uh, such great information and ideas you've been giving us. What is on the horizon for you, Crystal? What's what's coming up that is that you're excited about or looking forward to, whether personally, professionally, what what's going on? Well, um, you know, because I have so much free time, I thought that I would start a, another small little side business. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, um, because I've been I, I would say almost studying, you know, productivity and been doing the type of work that I've been in um, with multiple projects. I mean, I'm at times I'm working on, you know, right now I currently have five model homes that I'm I'm working on and they're all kind of happening all at the same time and all at the same stage. I've developed systems and and procedures and, you know, figuring out, as I said before, that sort of triaging, figuring out how to navigate what's a priority that I, I know that a lot of creative people don't have that ability to sort of see two, three steps ahead. Don't, I can't see the big picture all the time. They're so focused on the creative element. So I've started, by your influence, <laughs> uh, a new business called The Productive Designer. And so what I'm doing, um, my goal here is to help other designers and decorators in similar types of work figure out their business systems, figure out their, not, not the, the business in the sense of how to get new clients or, you know, ways to make more money or none of that. It's more about having, helping them to develop procedures and figure out ways to, you know, what we're all trying to achieve is this work life balance. Um, I I like to refer to it as the teeter totter that we're on, right? It's not always going to be balanced all the time. Sometimes, you know, work things are going to be more and sometimes life things are going to be more just, you know, it's just that constant, you know, I guess, striving to achieve that. 
and it's in different stages of their life. We're going to have different goals. And right now I'm in the crazy state with my kids, but later on when they're off, you know, in high school and university, things are going to be a little bit different. So helping other designers get organized, whether it's through coaching, um, coming in and just sort of helping them. Sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees, especially when it's your own business. You've been doing something one way for so long and, and it's more about the, the the designers that are you know busy and they're they're like I don't need any more clients I just need to figure out how I can manage all these projects and keep them all going and not drop the ball and how do I you know dot all the I's and cross all the T's and keep everything in sort of a systematic approach so that that they're not feeling completely overwhelmed or and that they're not working fourteen hour days because it can get like that especially when you're self employed there's always something you could be doing for your business. Well, that sounds like a a great. Uh, service that you're going to offer. I loved, you sent me some materials about it where you were talking that, that you're not looking to tell other designers or help them be more creative or do the design work. It's the, it's the issue and, or do business development. It's just about getting organized and getting systems in place. So I, I loved what you said in your materials. If, if you're a creative design professional who would like to work smarter because there's no way you could work any harder, That's right. then the productive designer can help. And since you've been doing this long enough and you've developed these things, I think it's a, a great service that you're looking to offer other design professionals that that maybe will need it how can they find out how how to connect with you where's the best place for them to to find that well right now we're just in the process of um setting up the website uh i have the website which is theproductivedesigner.com and right now we've got um where you can go in and just fill out uh, your name email and and then i'll get you on a list and then i'll start sending out some information on how to work with me um i'm going to start sending out tips and and ideas and just some resources that um through my years of being self-employed and in the business and, um, and just my, I'm, I've just have a, I'm a bit of a productivity uh, junkie in the sense that I just, I'm constantly learning of, you know, new tips, new tricks, new, just different ways of approaching work and life in general and ways of being more efficient. Sure. Woman after my own heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, aside from the productive designer piece of it, in general, where could people connect with you online? If they want to learn more about what you do or what, what's going on with you, where's the best place to send them? Well, you can go to our website, which is the, the design side, which is Collinson, C-O-L-L-I-N-S-O-N interiors with an s.com and you can go there and you can see some of our work um, some of our projects and then you can also uh, get in touch with me that way facebook again collins and interiors um, instagram all of those great spots but the website's probably the easiest and we'll be sure to put links to all of those things in the show notes uh, so that if anyone wants to reach out to crystal and and just Ask, pick her brain a little bit or find out more about what she's doing. We'll have those links there. Uh, Crystal, I so much appreciate you coming and spending the time with us. Uh, you, you've offered a lot of food for thought. I appreciate you being kind of transparent about what's working for you and a little bit of what's not. Um, <laughs> do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any, any thoughts for her? Um, I would say that really it's it's the trying to adapt and adapt adopt one or two little tweaks in in your life whether it's that 
you know, if you're fine that you're better in the morning, get up a little bit earlier in the morning and, and feel that you're not getting up and rushing into your day. If you can get up and just kind of get a little bit of you time and maybe a little bit of, okay, what do I need to do today? What do I want to do today? What, what, what are my goals for the day? And it just sort of helps you, you know, set, set your intentions for the day. I mean, you know, I'm sure we've all heard of that cliche, but I think it really does help, um, helps you just get into mentally a good good space to take on the busy day ahead of you. Yeah, great advice. Thank you so much, Crystal. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking with Crystal, and I'm so thankful to her for taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her own life and for her great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Crystal or for me based on the the things that she and I talked about on this episode? I would love to hear from you. I know Crystal would too. Feel free to share your thoughts or questions in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 201 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. You can also put your questions, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, put your questions in there. Crystal's a member of the community and would be happy to engage with you there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Would you mind if I ask a favor? If you enjoy this podcast, whether this episode or any of the episodes, would you help me spread the word about The Productive Woman, the podcast, and the community? Most people find the podcast that they like by word of mouth. And so if you enjoy the show, would you consider telling a friend who you think might also enjoy it? Show them how to subscribe and tell them about the podcast and about the community. You can also share episodes of the podcast by using the social sharing buttons at the sh- on the show notes for each episode. And consider leaving a review in iTunes if you have a moment to do that. There's a button on the website that you can click on to leave, go straight to iTunes and leave a review. And that helps other people know that it's worth listening to. I want to say a special thank you right now to Marsha Max from the United States, who recently left a kind review of the podcast uh, that she titled Making a Life That Matters, Not Just, quote, Getting Things Done. And Marsha says... I love the perspective Laura brings to this podcast. It's not just about getting things done. She says, that's not a knock on David Allen because I'm a fan of his. I am too, by the way, Marsha. She goes on to say, Laura talks about making a life that matters. To me, that factor is missing from a lot of productivity advice. I love hearing from someone like myself who is a mother and grandmother balancing family and a professional career. So thank you, Marsha. I appreciate those kind words. I also want to say thank you to Jean, who recently sent me an email saying, uh, Laura, congratulations on 200 great episodes of The Productive Woman. I am a 57-year-old male who listens and learns from your podcasts. I'm here to say this podcast is for everyone. Thanks. And thank you, Jean, for taking the time to write to me. I love hearing from listeners, both women and men. So it's nice to know that you find something worthwhile in the show. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick word about our longtime sponsor, FreshBooks. And 
This, you know, I'm thinking about fresh books and how I use it, and uh, that it's such a great tool for freelancers and entrepreneurs. And I, I want to say a quick high five to all you freelancers and, and entrepreneurs who filed your taxes on time this year. To those who dread tax season and maybe would like to prepare a little bit better for next year, listen up. Here's a thought. Our sponsor, FreshBooks, makes ridiculously easy-to-use cloud accounting software for freelancers and entrepreneurs who hate doing their taxes. And I'll spare you that ounce of prevention cliche, but the moment you start using FreshBooks, things start happening that will make your next tax season a lot less stressful. You can link your credit and debit cards directly to your FreshBooks account, which means that next time you pay for something, it automatically appears in your FreshBooks account categorized by the type of expense. And when tax time does roll around, you just click on reports to get nice, tidy summaries of your expense reports, your invoice details, your sales tax summaries, and a lot more. FreshBooks is now used by more than 10 million people, including me, and they're known for their impeccable customer service. So if you do need help, they usually pick up the phone in three rings or less. To claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash TPW and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And remember, if one of your goals is to learn a new language or brush up on a language you've studied before, visit babble.com and use offer code TPW to get 50% off your first three months. That's babble. They spell it B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Offer code TPW for 50% off your first three months. And thank you so much to Babbel and to FreshBooks for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Crystal. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed talking with her. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.